Welcome to the Bedford Alliance Church Foundations Podcast. I'm Luke Cugino, your discipleship pastor and host. This weekly podcast is designed to accompany your discipleship group and help you build a strong foundation in the Christian faith. We want to equip you so you can be unleashed to obey Jesus' command to make disciples. We want to make Jesus' final words our first work. All right, well, welcome back to the Foundations Podcast. This week, we want to answer the question, what is the Bible? Now, that might seem like an obvious question, but there are certain key facts about the Bible that we just have to know as Christians. And if we get these facts wrong, our beliefs can very quickly get off track. So it's crucial that we get these facts right, that we understand these facts. So here's what I want us to unpack today. The Bible, which, by the way, comes from the Greek word biblos, meaning book. So when we say the Bible, it essentially means the book, which is a a great name. It's a perfect name. But what I want us to know is that the Bible or the book is the inspired, inerrant, and authoritative word of God. Okay? The inspired, inerrant, and authoritative word of God. Now, I know there's a lot there, but we're going to unpack it together, so don't worry. We'll get there. Now, let's start with the fact that the Bible is the Word of God. When we use the phrase, Word of God, we can really mean several different things. So, sometimes in Scripture, the Son of God is called the Word of God. In Revelation 19, 13, talking about Jesus, it says the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And we also see in John chapter 1, the very first verse in the Gospel of John, talking about the Son of God, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, we're going to talk more about the Trinity, this idea that God is three persons but one being. We're going to talk about that more in a later episode. Just know for now that sometimes the Son of God, Jesus, is called the Word of God meaning that he has a special role in communicating the character and the will of God to us. So sometimes when we say the word of God, we can mean the son of God. Other times when we say word of God, we can also mean God's decrees or declarations. So for example, in Genesis chapter one, God says, let there be light. And there was light. Psalm 33 says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. So the word of God can refer to God's decrees. God declares something and it happens. So that's another meaning of the word of God. Now the word of God can also refer to when God speaks to someone directly, when God uses words of personal address. So for example, in the Garden of Eden, God speaks directly to Adam. Or at Jesus' baptism, the Father speaks from heaven and says, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. So the word of God can mean God talking directly to people. The word of God can also mean God speaking through people. So in scripture, God often raises up prophets, which are people through whom he speaks. So for example, God tells Jeremiah, I have put my words in your mouth. And Deuteronomy 18 says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth. So God can also speak his word through people. But what we have in the Bible is specifically the written word of God. Now, scripture itself records many examples of God's words being documented in written form. 
So for example, of course, we have the, the Ten Commandments, which were written by God himself in stone tablets. And then Deuteronomy 31 says, when Moses had finished writing the words of this law in a book, Moses commanded the Levites, take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. And Joshua 24 also records that Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. And God tells Isaiah, and now go write it before them on a tablet and inscribe it in a book that it may be for the time to come as a witness forever. So in the Bible, we have specifically the written word of God. Now, why did God choose to document his words in this way, in writing? Now, we can never claim to fully know the mind of God, of course, but we can give several reasons. First, because his written word will be more accurately preserved through the generations, as opposed to just relying on memory and oral tradition. Written tradition is much more reliable, more accurate, and more permanent. Now, having God's word in written form also gives us the opportunity for repeated study. So we can open up the word whenever we want to. Instead of being dependent on somebody else to get into the word, we can get into the word whenever we want to. We have the opportunity for repeated study. Now, along with that, the written word is accessible to many more people. So instead of having a situation where something is stored just in a few people's memory, the written word is accessible to many people. So the written word is accurately preserved and it's also accessible for many people. So let's go back to our original statement. The Bible or the book is the inspired, inerrant, and authoritative word of God. So when we say the word of God here, we mean the written word. Now let's look at the other terms that we talked about, the inspired, inerrant, and authoritative word of God. So first, inspired. When we say inspired, we mean that God, the Holy Spirit, worked in and through the human authors so that they wrote exactly what God wanted them to write. They wrote the very words of God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is God-breathed. Now, God used the human authors in different ways. Sometimes God spoke directly to the authors and they simply recorded what he said, such as what we see in the book of Revelation when John receives his revelation from Jesus. Other times the author based his writing on research and interviews, such as what Luke tells us in the opening verses of his gospel. Other times the Spirit brought to mind the things that Jesus taught his disciples. That's what John 14, 26 tells us. The Spirit brought to mind what the disciples had learned from Jesus so they could accurately write it down, record it for us to later read. Regardless of the exact way that God used the human authors of Scripture, he worked through their different personalities and skills and backgrounds, training and writing styles to give us exactly the words he wanted us to have. Scripture is the inspired word of God. So God, the Holy Spirit, worked through the human authors to give us the very words of God. Now, our next term is inerrant. The Bible is inerrant. And inerrant simply means without error. Or if you want to say it in the positive sense, the Bible is fully reliable. 
Psalm 119 verse 142 says, your law or your word is true. So when all the facts are known and when it is properly interpreted, the Bible is wholly true in what it affirms. Now, why do we say this? Why do we say it that way? Because as as fallible humans, we sometimes come up with different interpretations of scripture and sometimes incorrect interpretations. But when we know all the facts and when we interpret scripture properly with the help of the Holy Spirit, the Bible will always be true in what it teaches. So the Bible is fully reliable. It is inerrant. Now, the Bible is also authoritative. And this simply means that to obey or disobey the Bible is to obey or disobey God himself. I want us to feel the weight of that. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. How often do we wish that God would speak directly to us? But the reality is that he has. His written word is just as authoritative as if we heard God audibly speak to us. Think about that. We should treat the written word of God with the same importance as when God thundered his words to the Israelites from Mount Sinai. If we knew, if we knew without a doubt that God was going to speak audibly to us at a certain time, in a certain place, I guarantee you we would be there. I guarantee it. Nobody would miss that. But yet we often leave our Bibles, which contain the very words of God, we often leave our Bibles on the shelf. God has already spoken to us, so we shouldn't take this word for granted. So to sum up, the Bible or the book is the inspired, inerrant, and authoritative written word of God. So the Holy Spirit worked in and through the human authors so that they wrote the inerrant or fully reliable and authoritative words of God. Now these truths that we covered today are absolutely foundational to our faith. That's why we're covering them first. Scripture is foundational to our faith, so we have to have a proper understanding of what the Bible is. As we move forward and we talk about these different theological and biblical topics, we have to start with a proper understanding of what is the Bible. Okay, so that's it for this week as far as the topic of what is the Bible, but next week we're going to dive into the question of why should we read the Bible? And we're also going to look at the common question, which translation should I read? I know there's a lot of confusion when it comes to picking a translation. There are many different options out there. So we're going to tackle that question next week. So make sure you tune into that. And remember that our goal in all of this is to equip you to make disciples who make disciples. Because we want to make Jesus' final words our first work. 